Welcome to StoryWise, the podcast designed to give you the in-depth story behind some of our top storytellers as a way to inform, motivate, and inspire you to believe that you too can make your dreams a reality. My name is Jen Grisanti. I am the Story Career Consultant at Jen Grisanti Consultancy, Inc., a writer's consultancy designed to help you accomplish your writing goals and reach your career destination through one-on-one consults, seminars, and teleseminars. I am incredibly excited to have with me as my guest today, Alexander Carey. Do you go by Alex or Alexander? Uh, Both. Most, most people call me Alex. Okay, great. So Alex Carey, and let me tell you a little bit about Alex, who works on one of my absolutely favorite shows, Homeland, right now. He is the co-EP. Alex was born and raised in London, spent seven years in the British military special forces, and came to Los Angeles fresh from the Gulf War in search of a career in the film industry. After a few years of writing ad copy and short stories with moderate to little success, Alex turned to TV writing. In 2005, he wrote five original pilots and sold two, neither of which was made. In 2007, Alex was staffed on the second season of FX The Riches when the writer's strike happened, cutting into production of the seventh episode, one which he wrote. That's a bummer. Though short-lived, the job was not only an introduction into writing and producing TV, it was an opportunity to work very closely with two interesting actors, Eddie Izzard and Minnie Driver. After the strike, in the mad scramble for jobs, Alex was fortunate enough to get staffed on USA's In Plain Sight, where he remained for a season before being hired on the second season of Lie to Me. Alex started as a story editor, but quickly graduated to executive producer and finally showrunner all in one season. Lie to Me went for a total of three seasons. Alex recently finished the first season of Showtime's new hit, Homeland, as co-executive producer and writer. He also just sold two pilots to NBC, one of them being the remake of the 80s TV show, Wise Guy. Wow! Well, that's quite an extreme jump to go from <laughs> from war to TV. I love that. Yeah, um, it was it was originally intended to be war to film, right? But uh, uh, I, only because I had no, um, I was ignorant of television, really, and very starry eyed about film. I think many writers are that when they first come out here, yeah. <laughs> and then you realize. I think coming out here. First of all, I think TV is better now than it ever mm-hmm. has been. Yeah. And Homeland is certainly a prime example mm, of you. that. I mean, I think the writing on Homeland, honestly, is probably some of the best writing I've ever seen done on TV. Oh, thank you. Yes. And I'm a huge fan of both of your episodes that I've seen so far. So they were outstanding. Um, but I think a lot of people will come out here and be starry-eyed about being a feature writer and then recognize what the feature business is and how difficult it is. But then I think so right now so many feature writers turn to TV and actually find they like TV better. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was a that was that was good for us that you made that turn. So that that is great. Um, okay, so let's start with Homeland. This is, as I've said, my favorite new series this season and 
probably one of my favorite shows on TV ever, so I'm very excited. Um, what is your story with getting staffed on the show? On home, uh, well, um, I was on as as you've said, I was on Lie to Me, and I ran the third season of Lie to Me. Um, and Lie to Me was an interesting show in that it well, didn't have huge numbers, but it had good sort of solid it's numbers. It's a great show. Yeah, for what yeah. they call it, you know, really a sort of bench player type mm-hmm. show. And we did come off the bench uh, to replace a show that just didn't work last season. So we came on very uh, much earlier than we thought we were going to come. Anyway, we did the season of Lie to Me, and we didn't know if we were coming back or not, and they weren't making decisions. And I was um, developing some stuff of my own in in my sort of downtime and reading the occasional pilot. And I read uh, Homeland. And I called my agent straight away and I said, if I had been more sort of tuned in, I this is the sort of pilot I would have written. Right. Um, and uh, I, I just felt very strongly about the material. I thought it was very, very well done by the by Howard Gordon and Alex Ganza. Yes, I agree. And, um, and I just wanted to be a part of the show, and I wanted to be an instrumental part of the show, so I wanted to get on the show. I wanted to be one of the first hires. I mean, there were all kinds of sort of very bold moves that probably I could only make having had the confidence of just running a show. So there's right. a certain amount of arrogance there. Right. I some, love it. That's honesty. And, and confidence. Yeah. And, uh, and they made it happen, which was interesting because I had an overall deal at Fox. So if Fox didn't... I don't know that 20th Century Fox was that keen on having one of their guys that they pay for an overall deal go on a network show where they don't make... They don't get as much of a return. Right. Uh, you know the 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 bang. You mean for their the cable bu- show? Yeah, yeah the yeah. bang for their yeah. buck is in a big network show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, they were very cool to let me do the show. Great. Uh, my agents were very good. Who's the, your agent? Uh, WME. Oh, great. So they were very good to be able to convince them. And, great. Uh, and then I went and interviewed with Alex Ganser and Howard Gordon. Great. And um, got on the show. They read my stuff. I got on the show and very very. Um, Pretty much straight away, I wrote the first episode after the pilot. Um, that that's right, and that was an excellent episode. Great, thanks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, is it scary? I mean, is it the show everything you thought it would be? I mean, I have to admit, like this, I think what what fascinates me the most about the show is the characters, without a right. doubt, the complexity of the characters. How and I know so. There's an Israeli show. Yeah, it's based on a, on an Israeli show, the English translation of which is "Prisoner of Prisoners of War." Right. I, I can't remember what the Israeli name. What well, I don't, anyway, but uh, uh, so it's based on that. Yeah. How different is this show from that show? It's vastly different. Is it? Yeah. So you have freedom. Yes, I mean, yeah. yes. It's uh, I think you take a concept and then you you go with that. You don't you don't follow every episode and try and re- you know reproduce every episode. Or, or replicate every episode. You, you, you really when with these shows, you take the concept and then just go from there. Okay. So there's no real similarity. Inter- and how successful is the Israeli show? I is think it? very, and and they right. did it on a very low budget, I believe, um, and it's very good. Right. Um, it's a diff- very different show. I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine at, at, because I look at do they do they go as far with Brody and, and no, it's not. It's not really yeah. about terrorism. It's about the. It's about the 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 uh, journey of people, the journeys of families and of people who return from 
being yeah. prisoners of war. Yeah. It's not about, I don't believe, because I, I, I don't believe it has the terrorist angle. Okay. All right. Have. No, that's interesting. I like to hear that because you hear of shows that we do that they almost have to follow verbatim. No. So they can't yes. go stray too far. Like I think In Treatment was like that. Well, In, where... well, in Treatment was an Israeli show. Okay. Uh, I don't know how different how, that was. Right. How different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I love the characters. Uh, tell me about the story process with writing character. How do you develop their voices? How did you develop their voices at the beginning? And did you, like, go heavy into their backstory and, you know, the wounds that are driving them and all that? Well, creating... really, that's a question for for everybody on the show, not right. just me. And right. I, I don't know how qualified I am to speak just uh, uh, completely about that. I mean, I'll give you my opinion um, mm -hmm. in that the uh, Alex and Howard uh, uh, had pretty clear clear ideas about um, who Kerry was is uh who Brody is um and, and I love Sal too so yes I, th I think they had pretty good ideas yeah. and then I th you know obviously I, you know you hire writers and they hired uh I I think a pretty good group of people actually I know a very good group of people and and you know we all bring something to that we and we and this is a very sort of uh a, a very sort of uh uh, opinionated group of people, so we all have very strong opinions, right? And um, and uh, you know, I think that that it just sort of comes out in the wash. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I I obviously have a, a an affinity for the the sort of military, the guy who's been to war and 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 all the rest of it, but that's not really his character. Those are just his circumstances. But still, I think it's great that they have someone like you who understands that character in a real way. So I well, I, would I hope imagine, so. But yeah. I mean, I well, I was I, I would say that I don't understand the character any better um, than um, you know somebody who has not had that experience. I mean, M Meredith Steam. Yeah, her episode experience. was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, she has a, a, a profound understanding of right. the characters, but from a different way. I'm trying to remember. It's interesting. Her episode had a controversial choice um, Yeah. with Carrie. Yes. Making the decision. I, I remember posting on, I, I always post on Facebook how much I love your guys' episodes. And, and I posted on Facebook about that particular episode something and... Somebody, so many people write in, and one person wrote in and said, "You know, it, it bumped me when the tea moment came up, and Carrie didn't lie." And I thought right. that was so interesting because for me, I understood it. Like right. I didn't get too bumped by it because of their intimacy. Right. I felt like she knew right. that he knew, right. and and there wasn't really going to be any dancing around it. And I thought that it was. The well, conflict between personal and professional that yeah. really kind of came to a head. Well, you also have to understand, I think, in that scene that there's a spy, mm -hmm. a CIA agent, or actually I think what they call a CIA case officer, and potentially a terrorist in the same room. Right. So if you're smart as the CIA case officer and you make a mistake, you try to move beyond that mistake, right. but you you also understand that is if he is guilty, right. he's not good. Then he's not going to continue to bring it up to point to his guilt. Right. So. Right. 
you know. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things about the show is there's just so much that's not spoken. So much. Yeah. So much subtext and so much um, unexpected turns right. of character. Right. Which is, is incredible. Um Homeland has this remarkable way of seamlessly demonstrating each character's internal flaws while they're confronting the external conflicts presented in the story. How do you represent this complexity in your writing? The way to do it is is probably to be really simple-minded about it to begin with, for Mm me, and and, and just take a dump on the page. Right. And then it's a bit like sort of, um, you know, it's a bit like whittling yeah. You know, with a knife, you then start to cut away at it right. until the, the 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 absences and the silences speak for themselves in combination with what's there. I right. mean, my thing, um, which I really enjoy doing, is 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 people talking to each other but not actually answering their questions. Right. So I like to a- ask questions, not answer them, or not answer them in oh, sequence. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and I, so I like to jump around. Yeah. And, and it, sometimes I think it makes it a little tricky to read on the page. Right. Um, because it's not a, it's just not a sort of basic narrative through a scene. Right. And it does drive people a little nuts when they're reading the script, I think. Right. Um, but I really enjoy writing like that. I, I enjoy... Uh, I, I, I work on the basis that, that someone's thinking... Um, you know, more than two or three thoughts at a time. Right. And so that there, there, there's kind of a sort of scattershod, uh, uh, there's kind of a sort of scattershod way that people communicate uh, and, and that the important uh, text or subtext has a, w- has a way of rising to the surface. Right. Uh, and I also believe when I write... Um, I don't it's 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 not so much about dialogue. It's dialogue plus props plus camera plus uh location plus looks or all, all those things. That now I that's an interesting perspective going into it. I think that's great. In your episode now, your episode was the one with Isa? Yeah, that was my last one. Oh, I loved. I have to say that scene when he hugged him, oh. I just like welled up. Well, that is major. actually a direct lift from the Israeli show. Really? That was not in my first script. Right. Uh, and uh, that was put in really at the insistence of Alex Ganza. Really? Uh, who 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 is a devotee to a certain extent of that of the Israeli show, and and, and he thought that that was a very powerful moment. I, I have to admit that I had not seen it. Right. Um. And so that's where that comes from. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I loved that whole storyline. It just the thought, the moment of humanity mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. us, essentially, spoiler alert, discovering that mm-hmm. he did, in fact, or mm-hmm. so we think, turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, now would you say it is very clear that he did? No. Okay. I'll tell you that's why. Right. Okay. Because... Um, you are. Uh, I mean, the, the the question of turning is is really uh, is is not is not so important a question if you think about it. Right. As uh, as the actual committal to committing a terrorist act. Right. So it, my belief right. are, are in this show from the very beginning, what well, is that um, you are not a terrorist until you commit a terrorist act. Mm-hmm. Uh, and up to this point, he has not committed a terrorist act. Right. So all he is is somebody involved 
in the debate. He could be playing both sides. He's in the debate right right now. Okay. All right. No, I like that. I like that because with him choosing to go up for the congressman, is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For him choosing to go up for the congressman, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I thought, how are we interpreting that? So I, I like that it's still going to be, is he, isn't he? Well, I Which, think, but the other thing is, it's, I think, and I don't think this spot is, is, is a spoiler at all, but I think right. this, the show is going to ask uh, questions of what, uh, it, what, is the, what, is the, what is a soldier? What right. is a terrorist? Right. What is a, what is a, a, a patriot? Right. Uh, what is a traitor? Right. Uh, um, uh, and that's just on sort of one side of the show. There, there are there are other sides of the show about um, uh, perception, uh, me- mental illness, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, and, and it all comes uh, mm-hmm. together, I yeah. think, uh, yeah. at the end of this se- in two episodes' time. Great! Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Um, I think there is often a conflict between, oh, in real life. So the idea of like, I remember when somebody put that on Facebook, I said, you know, you have to think about in real life, like say, for example, John Edwards Mm -hmm. and him making the choice to do what he did in his personal life, even though it affected his professional life in a massive way. Mm -hmm. So I, I love, um, that you guys explore this, um, what has the response been to, to to the show to the character choices? I think the response has been terrific. I mean, we've it's been unreal for us because we've it's it's pretty hard to find a bad review. Mm-hmm. And then you know the more neurotic of us, uh, uh, I th- well not neurotic obsessed, right? Uh, of which probably I am. We go. I mean, I can't help but go check out blogs now and again, right? Because I'm kind of curious to see what people what are people saying. are saying. Yeah, and um, you know, there are some criticisms, and I, they're interesting criticisms, and that and 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 not everybody likes every episode, but but by and large, there's a sort of huge uh, fascination with the show, and 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 there seems to be uh, a genuine sort of enjoyment of the show, right? Um, well, I think the show, I mean, I can say from a, cur- a former current programming executive, I think what you guys have tapped into in such a masterful way is it consistently, be- I mean, honestly, usually I'm like, okay, it's hit or miss. Yeah. Like you have episodes that can blow your mind on some shows, but then other ones are like major misses while mm. you're waiting for the next hit. Right, and I felt I I really feel with yours what you guys have done so well is stayed consistently amazing, and consistently unpredictable. Right, you know, and and I think that's huge. I think it's huge, and I I honestly think it's going to help evolve story in the way we tell it in mm. TV. Well, we we do have a sort of there is a sort of. There seems to be a sort of guiding principle in this particular writer's room, which is if we come up with good stuff, uh, we use it. We don't bank it. Right. Right. So, I like it. A, and there's a sort like of confidence it. that we'll be able to find Something more good else. stuff. Right. And good stuff begets more good stuff. Yeah, I think that's great. So, you yeah. know, and, and we take some risks too, I think. Yeah, you definitely take risks. Yeah. I mean, that, that episode, the ISA episode. Right. Uh, uh, which is called Crossfire. You know, I mean, I, I read some of the conservative uh, uh, responses, you know, the, the, right. the politically conservative response, and they were very upset. Right. Because 
it, you could trans, you could interpret that episode as calling America it, 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 in 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 sort of generic terms, right? Um, t- a ter- terrorists, right? But actually, that's not what you're doing. You're you're saying, well, I, this is what I'm saying, right? It, it, and I am somebody who's who's served, right? Um, and I am a veteran, right? Is that you? You must, if people are going to prosecute a war, whether or not you politically agree with it, is right. irrelevant right. at this point, right? You, but you must expect everybody involved in the prosecution of that war to be of the highest possible standards. So even if they tell a small lie, right. In the, in the prosecution of that war for the greater good, right? Th- they must understand that if that is discovered by the enemy or by friendly by people on their own side, they must be held accountable for that. Uh, right. So it's about holding up people to the highest possible standards. And I mean, I felt like, and it was interesting because when you did get to that moment, which I remember in the Kennedys. There were certain moments that they got to where you were going in the miniseries, mm. the Kennedys, the most recent one, where you were going, oh, my God, are they really saying that? Right. And I remember getting to that moment in your episode and just going, wow. But then I think what I thought was what you really did was you shed a light on the human face, uh, on the human humanity of right. the moment in the experience and how the other side views it. Right, and I think we're not take, we're not making a judgment. We're not yeah. saying, well, we agree with right. with uh, with 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 the enemy at right. all. We're not right. saying that, but we are saying this is how human beings might behave. Yeah, and you're saying you empathize with how both sides look right. at the action that was taken. Right, which I think is responsible, quite honestly. Um, with the regards to the concept, is there any concern? Now, you talked about banking, and I, I think that's a good segue into this. Is there any concern about what season two will be? Is that something that's discussed? Is the end discussed? Like, how, like, looking at the perimeter of story and how far you can go, like, word uh, well, seasons mapped out? No, but I mean, there's, right. there's no concern. I don't think there's any concern that we're going to find good story right but yes there's always concern that we're gonna uh that 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 we need to uh, we need to be able to uh hold the bar right where we've set it right um but we don't have any lack of confidence i i i I don't think in well i no we don't we don't have any lack of confidence in that I think it's interesting because it's like, remember, I don't know if you ever saw the Elizabeth Gilbert TED talk after she had written her book, Eat, Pray, Love, Uh and after you like kind of hit a peak Mm. and then your fear goes. And and because the show has been so well received this season, Mm. I think, you know, certainly with Howard, Howard Gordon and Alex Gonza, who did 24 behind it, which I think the same thing people thought of that Mm. concept Mm -hmm. was what is year two. Right, you know, but, but but that's but but that's very. Twenty four is a different animal. It's very plot driven. Right. This is very character driven, and I think You're we right. have confidence in the characters. And if you love the characters, yeah. then you are going to continually want to follow them. Right. Yeah. No, right. I think that's great. Um, I have one more question for you on this, and then we'll take a break, okay. and then we will get into you and your whole personal background and the other shows you've worked on. Okay. Um, uh, actually, two more questions. First question is, how do you guys break story in the writers' room? Uh, well, um, we we break uh, we break each episode in order. 
um, we break one episode at a time. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, some uh, various sort of ideas of where we want to go with certain things. Like, for example, with Kerry, uh, uh, just with Kerry and, and, and who she is and the toll that this job takes on, on her and her success uh, uh, in, in achieving what she sets out to achieve at the beginning of the season, we have a very specific place where we want to get to. Right. Um, right. But, but we don't break the whole season in, in one go. We break it story by story, and then we go into, into pretty sort of microscopic detail of you know what the what the what the beats of the episode are then once that is done and we've put it together on on a big wall right. in, in the writers room then the writer of that episode goes away and makes and, and does an outline and and there's you know fairly rigorous note uh, notes process on this show uh uh Alex and uh, and Howard are are very um meticulous right uh, with their notes, uh, they're interesting because they don't always agree, right? Um, which is good uh, right. and healthy because you get different perspectives. Yeah. Um, and then we don't all agree. Uh, and and anyway, then the then the writer will go and write um, the the episode, and it'll get notes from the studio and and is this the studio network. and network very involved in the note giving. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. pretty. They're they're pretty. Uh, yeah, they should be really happy. They're pretty involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's been you know it's been uh, it's been a very high profile, yeah. high wire act yeah. to begin with. I think right because uh, it was a total departure for. I mean it's a new type of show for Showtime. Right. Um, I think. Right. Uh, uh, um, you, you know, a new uh, as a relatively new studio head at, at Fox Twenty One. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a certain amount of attention paid to the show, but a lot of Great support, and um, it's been a really good experience, pretty much all around. No, this, that is thing. that is fantastic. Okay, now I have for the last question, or, and it's a little long, but um, this is from somebody on Facebook who yeah. had posted. Um, she she writes in a previous interview I read somewhere. He mentioned that if the show had been picked up by the network, he would have he would not have been able to get away with the ambiguity of Brody. And he would have had to show Brody as turned from the start. I would like to hear more about this and how the choice of cable versus network influenced the writing. Also, the show does a fabulous job of depicting the Muslim faith. Would like to hear more about how his research choices and what he wanted the audience to come away with. Being this is sensitive topic to some Americans, does he think he could have done this on the network, uh, does he have any feedback? What about feedback from people in the CIA on this show? Well, I, I read that same interview. That's really a question for Alex Ganza. Right. But, um, oh, she took the from an Alex yeah, Ganza yeah. interview. Okay. Um, but that's fine. I, I'll take some liberties okay. and answer on okay. his behalf. Okay. Great. Uh, I I um I, I read that interview. I I think that that speculation as to whether or not you had to sort of front load. Uh, Brody's uh, guilt or innocence at the, at the beginning of the thing. I mean, who knows? Right. Um, uh, what you'd have to do for the network. I mean, it would be a very different show if it wasn't the network. Yeah. But, you know, but largely because you have act breaks and uh, you know, for commercials, and so and and there's a certain amount of, sort of um, you, you know, you have to sort of amp up the show every few minutes. You know, before you go to commercials to bring people back. So it would have been very different. Also, you kind of have to lead people through it because it's not necessarily appointment TV on a on a on a network. It's, right. 
um, or not always. Right. Um, I say that doing a pilot now, which I'm I intend to be appointment TV. So good. I uh, like it. I want to hear about this. Um, uh, um, the most, uh, I think, so that, I think, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, he knows better than I do because of the 24 experience, but I, but I don't know the answer to that uh, right. particularly. Uh, the Muslim thing, uh, in terms of how we treat Muslims on the show uh, is extremely important. Uh, it's extremely, extremely important to Damien Lewis. Mm-hmm. And we work, we have uh, an imam who comes to the set. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a wonderful guy, um, and he sits and he watches and jokes around and and helps. Right. Um, you know the the first episode that I wrote, which is called Grace, the, the which is actually the second episode of the show, ends with him praying in the garage. Right. And the idea for me in writing that was that at the end of that, you know, because you've been watching the publicity of the show and you've watched the first ep- the pilot episode. That he may or may not be a terrorist. Right. He prays. Right. What you want people to do is go. He's a Muslim, therefore he's a terrorist, and then and then a few seconds later go. Whoa, 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 wait, that doesn't necessarily mean that. Right. Which yeah, which I is, got that from that. Yeah, which is the point. Yeah. And um, uh, 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 the Muslim, the Mus- the way that we deal with Muslims and Muslims in America is one way of dealing with it. We feel that we are respectful, but we feel that I think that we're not politically correct, right. particularly. Right. Because I think that politically political correctness, if you're trying to be honest, uh, has a way of kind of treading on that. So we've been quite careful, actually, to try and be honest about how Muslims are perceived. It's quite interesting, actually, having this new show about the Muslims in Detroit on right. now on the same night. Right. Um, oh, I haven't heard about that. Show. I mean, look, every, yeah. every, this country's full of people. It's, right. one, it's wonderful for that reason. There, there are good and bad everywhere, and I think we're just trying to do that. Right. No, I like that. And now what about the CIA reaction? Well, we have a CIA consultant Great. on the show. Great. Uh, so uh, I have not heard of any negative. Good. Uh, reactions from the CIA. Good. That's... I'm sure I have a profile. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. So I actually think we may have covered everything. So terrific. So with that, we are going to take a break and then we are going to come back and jump into your background and the, the past projects and also what you are currently working on with your pilots. Okay. We are out. Uh, this is Jen Grisanti, and I am here with Alex Carey, co-EP of the hit show Homeland. You're listening to StoryWise with entertainment consultant Jen Grisanti. StoryWise is a podcast designed to give you the story behind the people who tell stories, offering you insight on what it takes to work as a writer in television and film. Hear this and other podcasts on www.jengrisanticonsultancy.com, a full-service writer consultancy committed to guiding your vision. We are back with Alex Carey, co-EP of Homeland. Um, Let's go into your story. So tell me, so you came here after serving, and how did everything fall into play for you as a writer? Well... I came, I was 28, I think. And um, I had just been in the Gulf in Desert Storm. Uh, and I came to pursue a career in film. 
which was always something I wanted to do since I was a kid, really. Mm-hmm. I was, I've always been interested in it. And I went and did some courses at UCLA, which really didn't um, work for me in terms of where I had just been uh, and, and sort of sitting around in a sort of student atmosphere. It just wasn't uh, working for me. And, and I was somewhat restless. And I wrote a script on a typewriter. Wow. Uh, yeah, on a typewriter. On a typewriter. Wow. And uh, I had no computer savvy. Right. Uh, uh, coming out of the military, uh, I had I was not dealing with computers. Right. You know? I had sort of corporals who were doing, dealing with computers, but I wasn't. Right. Um, and so I wrote this thing on a on a typewriter, and it was about my experiences in Northern Ireland, actually. Um, well, it was not about, but it was the story sort of came out of that. Right. And uh, and uh, and. Um, Somehow I found somebody who was prepared to pay a little bit of money for it. And that was kind of the end of that. That's a good start. Yeah, that, but it was kind of the end of that. And right. um, it, was, it, was, uh, it, uh, it, it, it was enough to tell me that I, I could continue with this, that there was somebody out there who was going to take me seriously. And then I sort of wrote in the movie, in the film feature thing for, for, for quite a long time, with with really not a lot of success, mm-hmm. it was a pretty pretty much a struggle. Now and again, I would get a, I would sell something for a decent amount of money, and uh, you know there was just sort of enough to keep me going, and keep me sort of keep keep me hopeful. Um, but it was getting more and more dispiriting, really. The 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 thing, and 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 um, I met uh, I met somebody. I was coaching kids children's soccer. Oh, that's great! And uh, I met somebody who wanted to have wanted his kid to be on my team, and he and I got on well, and we kind of had a few drinks together and hung out when the team was traveling and all the rest. We didn't know; I don't think we knew that each other were writers mm-hmm. for a while. Then we discovered that we were both writers, and he's a guy who convinced me to get into television, and uh, and I didn't really know anything about television, so I started to watch a lot of television, and then I wrote a pilot. And um, uh, sold it, right? But then immediately sort of got cut out of the process because uh, I was a sort of nobody in the TV business, and they, and you know it was a sort of typical thing of you write a script and they want somebody else to rewrite it uh, who's got a bigger name than you, and right? And um, I was on, I was, I was sort of on the brink of just getting angry again, right? Uh, yeah, I thought this is just this more of the same, and my lawyer, who's a really smart guy, who who I've actually been with since I came to LA, you know, 20 years ago, um, he said, look, you can either get annoyed and angry or you can, uh, you know, people are only interested in what you're going to do next. Right. Uh, So I sat and wrote five scripts. Wow. Pretty much in one. And how did you learn to write a pilot script? I just read some pilots. Great. Yeah. So self-taught. And some books. Yeah. In Uh, school, you you didn't take writing at all? No. Wow, good yeah. for you. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was just something I really wanted to do. And I yeah. had this kind of flash of kind of ambition and, 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 and real hard work. Yeah. And, uh, and I managed to write these scripts. And, and uh, you know, I, I have one advantage over maybe a couple of other people here, which is that I can work here and I can work in London. Oh, that's great. So what happened was those things, those scripts uh got quite a lot of attention in London and here at the same time. So I, so I actually sold a lot of pilots in London very wow. quickly after that. 
And then I saw London's once... London's where Luther is. I exactly. love Luther. <laughs> yeah, I, I've just been watching Luther. I love that yeah. show. <laughs> Luther and Homeland are like my shows. No, Luther's, <laughs> Luther's great. He's, yeah. He, that, he, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Um, but I've never Good really. Good for you. So, and how did you come? Now, how did you come upon your agent? At what point in your my career? agent? Yeah. Well, um, I was kind of looking for a TV agent, mm-hmm. and and I, eventually I found a, a TV agent who I was with for quite a long time. I ended up on after I was on the riches, and I went on to in plain sight. I met a writer who assumed that I was. A, a, a higher level writer than I was. I was just a staff writer on in plain right. sight. Right. And when he learned that I wasn't, he said. Dude, you got to get yourself some representation in one, at one of the big shops, right. and you need to start get climbing up the ladder because this is just crazy. Right. And he he was represented at WME, and the, and I was fielding some calls at the time, and I wanted to be faithful to my attorney right. at the time. Right. I mean, my agent at the time. Uh, anyway, ev- eventually I, I had to tell him, look, I have to go to a bigger shop. Right. Um, That's yeah. always a hard conversation. It was a hard conversation, yeah. but uh, um – we have actually remained friends. Oh, that's and great! He's actually left the agency business and is now my manager. Wow! I mean, he I didn't love he didn't story. leave the agency business to become my right. manager. Right. But he we had an agreement that if he was ever to become a manager, I would sign with him. Right. And I did, and it's cool. It's really great. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. So, I love that story. Yeah. So I went to WME, and right. um, they said, they said, and this is not designed to be a commercial for WME, right. but. But they said certain things about how, what they saw for me in my career. Right. Uh, and they, in the space of uh, two years, really, have uh, Fulfilled. been res- yeah. you know, largely responsible for a lot of the success, uh, I, I think. I love WME. I, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're great. There are some really tremendous agents there. Yeah, they're so really great. That's, that's wonderful. And I always love to hear people's story about how they came upon that. Um, so I think that's great. And I actually had someone write in and say, ask him how he got his break on The Riches. I got my break on The Riches because one of those five scripts that I wrote great. Uh, managed to get on the desk of the the, the two showrunners, Dawn Presswich and Nicole Yorkin. Great. And they read it and they interviewed me actually for the first season. Right. Um, but I didn't get on it because I think they, that the, the creator of the show um, – didn't he he had other intentions right um and then in the second season when the second season came round they i think pretty much insisted right and i got on the show so it was right. based i wrote i uh, wrote uh, of those five there were two that got a lot of people's attention and it's interesting like when i think about writing i'd have to say since i opened my own business i've worked with i think over 400 writers now mm-hmm. and I would say between my business and and my 12 years as an executive, that military writers, Mm. like I have staffed a ton Mm. of writers with military in their background. So I I think that there is something really deep about that life experience that is working on the page. Well, I think that any life experience of -hmm. of any substance is, is more important than almost anything. Yeah. In, in, in the storytelling business. Yeah, I have to agree. Like, I, I do look at that because I think, you know, you see things that the average person doesn't see and you experience things. And just like when you said, 
you said you don't think you're any different than someone like Meredith Stein on the staff, but then when you talked about the questions that you're asking is what is a, tra- a terrorist and what is a this and what is a that, and I thought, well, you have the insight of the idea of what is it to be in the military and what is it to serve and what is it to be put in danger and what is it to, you know, so so I definitely think there is a deep insight that even though not right. particularly to this character, mm. there's still an insight that I think sets you apart from from other people. Yeah, I mean, I listen, I think if you have life experience that you come out of you never come out of that life experience with the answers, but you've you've you have a platform for some really interesting questions. Yes. De- yeah. See, so questions is big to you. Yeah. 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 And would you say like when you're looking at the five pilots that you wrote that when you were serving that a lot of those ideas came up and were circling when you were out there and Well, I I am not sure if I understand the question correctly, but I mean I wrote one of the I don't usually write about the military. Right. Per se, right. I, I, I mean, you just use it voice wise. Yeah. Um. And... But I did write one about a, a special ops team. Right. Um. Uh. Which was which was very well received. Right. Um. But I also wrote a pilot. The the two that were very well received were were, were that one and one about a a house uh in Berkeley which is uh, shared by uh four or five um shrinks. Oh, I love that. Of different uh, right. practices. Right. And, and and so they they have this business together that they share. Right. And, and one of them uh is involved in a in a, in 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 uh, a shooting. Right. Where he goes into a coma and in his mind is uh is his own therapist. Right. Um but That's I know great. nothing about therapy. Right. Um but you like questions. So that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. Um, how now on the riches? How did that? What did you learn from that experience? From working it on that show. Well, the riches was really cool because, um, in in many ways, I was my first writing. I was a staff writer on the riches, mm-hmm. but it was a very very kind of um, happy place. Um, which is rare, so yeah. it's nice when you hear about happy writer rooms. Yeah, and you would get, yeah. and it was very happy, and um, it was a fun show to uh-huh. do. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was very well run by, and so I learnt pretty. I, you know, I'm pretty good at sort of at, at learning stuff on the fly, and and I think I learnt a lot about how to run a show by what from watching Dawn Presswich and Nicole Yorkin, mm-hmm. um, and certainly how to run a writers' room. Great. Um, uh, the, 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 the one of the great things is that the set we were we were we were there with production, mm-hmm. so the sets were right there by the writers' room. So I I was able to spend quite a lot of time on set, mm-hmm. uh, and I spent a lot of time on 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 the set of that show in the short time I was there, on, even on other people's episodes, just learning. Um, and uh, and and I and you got and I got to work with some interesting actors. Uh, you know, uh, that's where you met. Yeah, Eddie. The two you mentioned in your bio. Well, Eddie and Minnie. Yes. Yeah, uh, and you know they they were very interesting, very very different. Right. Um, you know, Minnie Driver, uh, is one of those actors who you just when you can you see her work ethic and all the rest of it, you can see why she is such a great, well respected actor. Right. 
and but she's not necessarily she's challenging right uh in the right way she's really smart right and she's challenging and right. uh and i like that right and um she was very 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 supportive because my uh script which was my first television script produced television script mm -hmm. was uh the last script of the riches produced wow. and, and the last script before the strike began that's right and so it, was, it didn't air no, it aired. Oh, it did air. Yeah, but it was the, oh, okay. it was it was finished literally right? four minutes before the deadline of the strike. Now, How wild. Yeah, but now what happened was Minnie. First of all, Minnie liked the script. Then, then right. she said to whoever was concerned, "Right, um, we will shoot this script as written because of the strike. There'd be no rewriting," and she championed the script. Oh, oh, my yeah. God. No, it was definitely made. It was the okay. last episode of The Riches. Oh, I misunderstood that in your bio. I thought that you didn't get no, made. No, no, it so, did get okay. made. Oh, great. It did get made. Great. Uh, but it was a, that was a terrific experience. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, it was, it was just it was really How cool. wild, too, to have your script yeah. filmed exactly as you wrote it. My first a, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. Now, that's a great story. Yeah. That is a really great story. What was your experience like working on In Plain Sight? Well, In Plain Sight was a different experience because it shot in Albuquerque. Uh -huh. The writers did not go on set. We had nothing to do with production. Oh, interesting. Uh, really. I mean, we would get on the telephone now and again for the sort of concept meeting or whatever. But generally speaking, we didn't have anything to do with production. The, the creator of the show um, was really the show. Mm -hmm. um, and the writer's room was, was, uh, was actually a great, fun writer's room with some really, really terrific people. Um, it was a show that it was just, it felt like we were sort of a little bit in a bubble because we weren't any, for me anyway, we weren't anywhere near production. Right. We didn't really know, we didn't have a, a, that much influence on how the show was getting made. Right. I, I wrote, uh, what I liked about it was that um, uh, I wrote... I think three or four scripts in a in a sixteen episode season. Right. Um, so I wrote a lot. I met a, a really good friend of mine on that show. Great. Um, who 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 actually we worked together on Light of Me later. Mm. Um, who is that? David Graziano. Oh yeah, great. Um, He's a great writer. Who introduced me to my girlfriend. I love it. And uh, <laughs> good shout out to David. That's great. Yeah. So there are a lot of really really good things. Right. For me, uh, right. it was right after the strike. I was lucky to get a job. Everybody was scrambling. Um, so there were a lot of really good things uh, about that, about that show uh, for me. And where would you say, like, you you did the biggest climb? Was it on that show from no. level-wise? No, I came out of that show a staff uh well, I came off that show. I was a staff writer on that show. I went to Lie to Me as a story editor. So, no, there was no climb. And then you went from story editor on Lie to Me to show writer? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, so that was the biggest jump. Wow, that's a meteoric jump. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. But that was thanks to a number of things. It was thanks to... Sean Ryan. Right. It was thanks to. Right. Uh, it was thanks to Tim Tim Roth. It was right. Thanks to, uh, I think David Nevins, um, uh, who was running Imagine at the time. Right. Who was producing? Uh, it was thanks to the studio and and you know I mean yes I think it was thanks to a, a lot of hard forces work. coming together. Well, but also a lot yeah. of hard work on yeah. my behalf. I really well, of I course. really worked your hard. Work, yeah, your work would have had to have been. Yeah. So that's big. I mean, I can tell you from. 
uh, having staffed over 15 primetime shows. That's right. big. Yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah. That that definitely shows a ton of confidence yeah. in somebody to make that kind of jump. So I think that's terrific. Yeah, that was yeah. a big jump. Yeah, I think that's really great. And was what was that first day like of you being showrunner on Lie to Me? Uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not something that I was, to be honest, it was not something I was, it was something I really relished. Right. Um, you felt ready for it. Yeah, I Good. did. Um, and that's, I think, a life experience thing. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. And yeah, I, 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 I Jenna I'm, told me very good things about you on that show. That's oh uh, really? Yeah, yeah, she's she sweet. Did. Yeah, she uh, did. I know. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, but I also had the support of of the sort of major force on the show, which right. was which Tim Roth. Right. Um, which is huge. Yeah, I it's mean, big. I have to say, when you have strong connection with actors, and mm -hmm. I've certainly seen it in my career, it's huge. I yeah. mean, it speaks loudly. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, he was fantastic. Mm -hmm. He's not, you know, again, he's a bit like Minnie. Right. In that. Not known to be the easiest. Well, he's yeah. not hard. He's yeah. not difficult. It's just these, he wants to do the best work yes. he can do. Yeah. He's passionate uh, about the material. And so he pushes, yeah, yeah he pushes the material. He pushes mm -hmm. the, the medium. Uh, you know, it's, it's. Um, I get it. And I like that. I actually like the, ch as, tiring, as tiring as it is. And there are times when you go, when you want to be that person that I actually can't stand. Right. Who just goes, it's only TV. Right. I can't right. stand that. I agree. But sometimes you, you think, oh, I wish I could just say it's only TV so I can go home and be right. with my girlfriend or see my children. Right. All the rest of it. But the reality is if you want to do good work, you're going to be involved with people who are going to challenge it. Right. Um, right. And I agree with you. I like that. I mean, yeah. I certainly have worked with some of the top people in the business. And I have to say, you know, I think the higher people get, people will say, oh, then they become secure and confident. And they have moments of that, but mm. the, also the higher they go, the further they have to fall. Yeah. So there's some, there's a challenge right. that can come with that intellectually. Right. Yeah. You know, so yet that keeps everybody on their toes. Right. And that makes what we do interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think from my military experience, I mean, I love writing, and I right. think that that's the key to show running. But, uh, but, 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 right. But I also, I, I actually like management. It's, right. It's fun. I like right. to be able to walk around and goof, goof around with people and get to know them and get to actually have the sort of privilege of of caring for their for their work oh, life. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, with Lie to Me, was that a research intensive show? Uh, it was for it, it, it. I am not a research intensive right. writer. Right. I like. I believe that you make stuff up. Right. And then you make it real. Right. Um, that's so you just, write the story first, and then you end. Yeah, I mean that's whatever. just me, and right. um, a, a lot of people do it the other way around. I, I like fiction mm -hmm. and making stuff up, mm -hmm. and uh, I like spectacle, which after all is what certainly filmmaking is to a certain to a certain extent. Right. Um, so I, 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 I'm also a little bit lazy about reading sort of books on science and stuff. I've, right. So, but there were we had um, researchers on, on lie to me, and they were it was great. They were right. very useful. And right. um, it, there's nothing better than to have people who can do that for you and give you the information. So right. There was quite a lot of research. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Um. What now is have you so on that show? Did you do staffing? What do you mean? Did you ever hire writers? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So what did you? What do you look for? 
when you're staffing writers on a show? What would you say like will make a script stand out for you in a major way? In terms of type of writing? Yeah. Or type of person? Uh, either. Well, type of person is really important. Yeah. And uh, I think Carol Barbie said uh, once when we were on, when I was on the showrunners training program, she said it's like you, you're trying to get together the ideal dinner party that's going to go on forever. Right. And so, I like that. Yeah. So you yeah. have to find those people. That fit in. Yeah. And you want to be around 10 hours a day, 12 yeah. hours a day. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Um, and the writing... Uh, you, I like a certain type of writing, but I also have learned that what I like is not necessarily what the studio and the network is going to like come the day. Right. They may say they like that. Right. But at some point, they, you know, they, they, they have very specific, in terms of executives, they have a specific understanding of what they like. Mm -hmm. And th there is no point um, continually uh, flying in the face of that. You have to find a way to work with that. Right. Um, but I like the type of writing that I like is um, Alex Ganza calls it uh, jazzy. In in other words, that a scene kind of bounces around. There, right. there is a through line to the scene and there is an objective to the scene. But there is a lot of bouncing character bouncing around around that line. Right. Um, I would say Homeland does that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And so I like, for example, there was a scene in this, in, in in Grace, the right. first one I did. Uh, which is between Saul and a judge. Mm -hmm. And they talk about a painting and, you know, yes. and they kind of sort of dig around in the scene. Right. I like that because right. because I, the smart audience is going to go, this is what the scene's about, but right. that's obfuscation, it's character. Right. It's, I agree. It's in, it does things on different levels. That's what I like. So I like, you like to look for that type. Yeah. I like yeah. people who write dialogue that does not, uh, is non-sequential. Right. Uh, that is about people and their own agendas and their own thoughts, mm -hmm. um, uh, somewhat selfishly right. of other people's concerns, because then I think you have conflict. Right. Um, I like uh, visual storytelling. I, 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 uh, so I, I, I like writing that is a little bit, I like to think it's a little bit unusual. Right. I don't know. I may be just. No, I know. like that. And I think that shows. And I, I think you look, do you like to read plays and one acts and features or just no. TV? I, Just pilot I like to read, read. No, I like to read novels and short stories. Great. Um, and right. uh, uh, I don't read enough because right. I just don't have the time. Right. Uh, I like to watch television. Right. I, I actually don't enjoy reading television scripts. Really? I have to, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't like reading film scripts. Right. I don't particularly like reading plays. I like watching plays. Right. I love watching films. Can you tell from a short story enough about a writer as far as... Yes. Okay. I love short stories. Great. In fact, I had, I've put short stories of my own out as samples. Right. Uh, Great. And, I, and, and quite often I, I, uh, I will read a short... If somebody submits like a four or five page short story, I would read that because it's like, that's great. I don't I have know. to read a hundred page script. <laughs> yes. Uh, but How you can, can they tell. develop something in four or five pages? And right. if they can and make it mean something, then, then that's a huge coup. But also there's a soul to that stuff. There yeah. has to be a soul and a sort you. of poetry to yeah. that. And and I, I don't know, I may just be a little bit too up my own backside about that stuff. Right. But, but I want to be, I would like to be in writer's rooms with people who are better than me. And I really mean that. Right. Um, That's great. So. I don't think I've ever had anyone say that. That's great. No, I, I really but would. I, but the interesting thing is, you know what I did have someone say, and I loved, I love honesty and I love, like tell me as it is um 
versus glamorizing right. it. And I, uh, Janet Tamara, who created Rizzoli and Isles, mm-hmm. she had said, you know, it's such a fascinating thing as a showrunner when a staff writer will turn in a script and you wish you had written it. Right. Well, that's that's like, yeah. well, to me, that's a weekend. Right. You get a weekend. Right. That's great. Right. I love that. Right. You uh, love when people step yeah. up. I mean, I just like, I get excited yes. by other people's, if other people's writing is good, I get excited and I get relieved oh, because great. I get time off. Yeah. And I get to tell them good job. And, right. And I don't have to worry. Right. Um, yeah, that's really cool. No, that's a great attitude. I like that. All right. So we will end with, uh, I do I do have a few more questions. I want to ask you, uh, with your pilots at NBC, uh-huh. tell me about what that experience has been like. So you sold two. Yeah. Well, I one of which I'm supervising. Right. And one of which I'm writing. Oh, great. So, so if either of them goes, that would take you off Homeland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know. Yeah. Which that, is hard. That's the cloud and yes. the silver lining. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But I would imagine being on this year and seeing what you achieved in your episodes, that there's so much of that you're going to bring with you. So how I've amazing that network TV yeah. can get that. Yeah, I mean, I've that really learned a, a lot thing. on Homeland. Yeah. I mean, going back to being, I have been in a room with people better than me. Right. And that's been really, really cool. Right. Um, uh, and I've learned a lot. Uh, uh, from everybody there. Who would you say your mentors have been? J- just generally? Yeah. Um, well, in just sort of different, I, uh, it, the, the, the mentor, mentors in sort of different aspects right. of the business. Right. Um, the first person actually who taught me to write or, or, or sat down with me and paid attention to my scripts and went through my scripts and t- for, for quite a long period of time it was David Milch. Great. Um, That's a good person a long, to have long, go yeah, through your script. Long, long time ago. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Dawn Presswich and Nicole Yorkin, right. um, just in terms of how to conduct yourself in this business. Right. I shouldn't say just, but that's been a large part of it. Right. Um, uh, Ellie Herman, right. who is an amazing writer. Yeah, she, yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, Sean Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and, and these guys, uh, Howard Gordon and Alex Ganza, uh, uh, you know, they're all people. They're ex- they're examples. Henry Brumell. Yes. Um, I've heard great things. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, just every you know, and he's a he's a writer's that he's a writer's writer. Right. Um, but he's also a really good producer. Right. It's just you know, these guys are all. What about the business side? How have you adjusted to like when you're a showrunner and you do move further away from the creative? And so you do enjoy you do enjoy the idea of the business side as a showrunner. Uh, yeah. Well, I think that is a mistake to move away from the creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that as a showrunner, um, you have one weapon with which you can get out of jail right. at any time, right? And, and that is writing, right? And so I think to remove yourself from the creative as a showrunner is a big mistake. I, You know what? I'm in total agreement with you there. I have to say, like, I, when I saw that happen, I almost would see showrunners lose confidence mm. as writers. Yeah. And then it was like they were fearful yeah. to write a script again. Yeah. And because they got so used to managing the administrative and the business side that, yeah, yeah I agree with you. I do. You, you, you know what? The studio is full of people who are good at business, mm-hmm. but not many people who can write a script. Right. 
and uh, right. your responsibility to them is to is to is you know is to write the scripts right. and to make sure the scripts you know the the mantra of it right of of show running is is quality scripts on time mm-hmm. and that's it yes yeah. there's there's every, the rest of it there's an army of people right who can take care of the budgeting yeah, the producing and all the yeah. rest of it, and the notes giving and all the rest of it yeah but there are only certain people who can act and certain people who can write so right. you, you better you better do that you better yeah i i totally agree what do you love the most about telling story i get i you know what i love um it's just living in that living in that world so there's that, that and I, the other thing about telling stories in this medium mm-hmm. is working with all kinds of other people to tell those stories and mm-hmm. and and they're different things i mean there's there's nothing more fun to me than 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 writing a script and then going as i've been going to charlotte to produce these episodes of homeland and and and, and sitting with claire danes to figure figure a way through the scene i mean because she thinks of it completely differently to me, but I mean, really smart. And then the director, and then sitting there and talking about movies and movie influences, and the cat and the and the DP who who's amazing on that show. That it's the it's that kind of collaborative uh, thing with these with these people. That's what I like. Just in terms of storytelling, I just like living in the fiction of it. I like living in the. I like telling it to myself as I'm writing it. Yeah. Oh, um, that's great. I like that. Okay, so for our last question, um, what advice would you have for writers uh, who are pursuing a career in TV writing? Uh, uh, write. Right. Uh, a lot. Don't just write TV scripts. Um, have a, get a life. Uh, so don't just sit at home writing. Don't 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 think that you're it it it, it, it really it's those two things it's, it's get a life live life goof off and write i love it i love it that's great well with that we will end and i want to thank you so much for your time no, and this has all. been tremendous it's been uh, really really great i'm very excited i know the listeners are very excited to hear this podcast so uh so i look forward to hearing their thoughts on it uh and i have a few announcements that i want to talk about real quickly as far as the business and upcoming events i have a, a premium story subscription that is now available and you can go to my website for that that is 22.95 a month and for that, you will get to pitch a 15-minute pitch every month. You will get a review on two to five blog lines. You will get story tips. You will get podcast tips. You will get a forum where situations needed are posted. And you will get 10% off of my products and my uh, privately held events. And then next, I have an event at the Writer's Store on January 28th. I am doing a class with Kim Hudson, who wrote The Virgin's Promise. We are doing a class called Exploring the Internal Story. So that is on January 28th from 2 to 5 at the Writer's Store. You can go to the Writer's Store to sign up. And lastly, I am doing a TV Writer's Summit on February 11th and 12th. And this will be with Ellen Sandler and Chad Gervich and Troy DeVoid. 
Uh, we will be covering drama, comedy, reality, new media, production. So really, we'll cover TV from top to bottom. And you can go to tvwriterssummit.com to sign up for that. And this is Jen Grisanti of Jen Grisanti Consultancy. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to StoryWise with Jen Grisanti. If you're looking to get to the next step in your career and need a guide who has been there and knows what it takes, go to www.jengrisanticonsultancy.com. On the website, you can also find the latest on writing programs, feature film festivals, and other writing competitions. This podcast was recorded at the studios of Icebox Logic.